<laughs> Devin's giving me such a look right now. <laughs> it's what I live for. It's not much, but it's honest work, you know. Your snake is... He's just all over the place right now, Morgan. <laughs> Listen, he's yeah. such a good danger noodle. He, I don't know why uh, you don't like him. I don't like snakes. I know, but look at him. He's I, got such a cute I puppy am. mouth. He's like literally right across from me. For those of you that don't know, uh, for one thing, I'm a Mick fucking liar because in our last episode, I said we'd be releasing on Sundays normally again. Well, obviously, that was a lie. And that's okay, because we got it figured out. We got a new setup, guys. In Morgan's room. We're totally, like, professional now, like, with our own fucking shit. And also, by the way, let me get sappy for a second. Thank you, Wes Jordan, our producer, our lovely little dude named Sock. Sock. (laughs) Yes, we love you, because you helped us fucking... Put all this shit together. You gave us some equipment to work with. We literally started this with nothing, dude. We probably couldn't do this without you at all. We appreciate you kindly. Highly. Kindly, too. We love Uh, you, Sock. That's all we have to say. We appreciate you and love you to death. For sure, man. And if anyone listening wants to give him some love, he does have an album coming out soon (gasps) on October 29th. It's called Chaotic Neutral. I actually feature (gasps) in the album. Do you really? Yeah. Are you like a backup singer? Not a backup singer, but (laughs) I do do some of the skits that we threw in the album. And I also did the cover art for it. <gasps> so, oh, that's right. Everyone, Morgan's an artist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should plug in your um. Oh, yeah, my Instagram. Page. Yeah, yeah, follow me at, at Honkus Ponkus, guys. Like Hocus Pocus, but honk. Honk, honk. <laughs> honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, feel free to show uh, Wes Jordan some love. That's at Wes Jordan at Instagram. He's an insanely talented artist and producer. I, again, really don't know what, you, what we do without you, Wes. Wait, and, um, how do you spell his last name? Because it's with a U, right? Oh, yeah. It's just so they know. Uh, J-O-U-R-D-A-N. Yeah. Mr. West Jordan. Oh, I'm fairly certain. Gosh, if I feel- <laughs> <laughs> I just misspelled his own name after this whole time, I feel like an idiot. But we, we will are- plug it in, too, in our Instagram. And whatever. Oh gosh, we're dragging this out too long. Uh, well, it started out with your damn snake who keeps moving. Uh, fair enough. He's just such a cute boy. Morning star. Uh, we're recording in my room now, and Devin hates it because she has the perfect viewing pleasure of my loveliest little danger noodle, who is very curious about why the fuck she's in here right now. I know. I'm curious, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm here. So all of our sappy shit and snake scaries aside. Yes. Are you ready for a story, Devin? I am so ready. So this one was something I actually previewed on our... <laughs> On our Instagram. You did? Oh, yeah. I love how I can just surprise you because you have the memory of a goldfish and I love you for it. (laughs) (laughs) At least someone does. For real. But so it's more of a recent topic and kind of, kind of ghosty. I love ghost stories. I'm going to call it a ghost story because I can, because this is my podcast and I do what I want. Hell yeah. Uh, (laughs) But really, it's more of an urban legend turned true crime story. Is it about flying monkeys? I wish it was about flying monkeys. I really want to talk about flying monkeys. I want to be a flying monkey. I know. I know. I love flying monkeys. (laughs) I know you love flying monkeys, Devin. (laughs) Maybe that's who you should be for Halloween. Oh my gosh. Oh, that would be great. Everyone listen. She's going to be a flying monkey for Halloween and I'm going to make her. (laughs) 
I'm going to make that costume. I'm going to do your makeup. Let's go. <laughs> if you see me in Sacramento, Halloween night, holler. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So today's topic mm-hmm. is Slender Man. Oh, Slender Man. Hell yeah. I know Slender Man. I knew you would. I, I mean, there are some times where I'm like, I'm not really sure if you're, you know, savvy with the kids or not, but I figured this not was, really. I figured this was ubiquitous enough. I, I listened to a podcast and that's why we drink. They Hell did a yeah. Slender Man episode. Okay. Good that you have a shitty memory because this is the same story. <laughs> it's just a little bit of different retelling. So we're going to be talking about Slender Man. And specifically, the Slenderman stabbing uh, that came from it. Yeah, I remember that. We'll try and wipe your brain, Devin. Okay, I'll Let do me my feel ba- special, okay? okay? I did two days of research. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Slenderman is typically depicted as a thin, unnaturally tall humanoid figure devoid of features, typically donned in a black suit, often is shown with tentacle-like arms that can be extended to ensnare prey, often roams the forest or abandoned locations, and has the ability to teleport. I just want tentacle arms. I want to be an octopus one day. (laughs) You know there's actually a game where you can do just that. You can be an octopus? Yeah. What? I, I think it's either Octopus Simulator or Octodad. No way. Yeah, you should. Sh- you need to become a gamer. We need no. to get you on Twitch. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay, well, at least play the Untitled Goose game because it's my favorite. I don't know what that is. It's so. exactly what it sounds like. You get to be a goose and you get to cause mayhem. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Slenderman is an urban legend created as a creepypasta internet meme on the Something Awful forum by Eric Knudsen in 2009. Oh, that's right. Yes. The thread was actually a Photoshop contest in which the users were challenged to create paranormal images. And Eric Knudsen, he actually posted under the username Victor Surge and contributed two black and white images of children with a spectral image of Slenderman looming in the background. These images were attached to bits of text where eyewitnesses revealed testimony of the abduction of the group of photograph. <sighs> Let me redo that. These images were attached to bits of text where eyewitnesses revealed testimony of the abduction of group. Take your time. Don't rush it. Take a breather. It's been a long day. I know. Take your time. These images were attached to bits of text where eyewitnesses revealed testimony of the abduction of the group of photographed children. The first paragraph read, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) The second paragraph read, One of the two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986, photographer Marie Thomas, missing since June 13, 1986. 
You're a really good storyteller. You know that. Oh, believe me. I would love to like... Like I can just sit here and just not talk and let you talk all day. Listen, I... And I, I know listen. you won't like that, but I'm just saying <laughs> I can just sit here and listen to you talk all night. <laughs> listen, I listen to too much of the No Sleep podcast to not have like that fucking just air of let's talk some creepy shit. Let's go into a mood. <laughs> so... The myth of Slenderman grew from this, being expounded on later by other users who would add their own visual or textual contributions. Slenderman was meant to formulate something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and which caused unease and terror in a general population. A very H.P. Lovecraft concept, if you're familiar with uh, some of his writings. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the fear of something beyond our comprehension like a uh, war of worlds yeah war of worlds uh the call of cthulhu love crap that's yeah. his last name isn't it <laughs> that's his love yeah. correct Devin. you do know your literature i believe I in you <laughs> oh sorry you're good that's what we're here for we're here to laugh and bullshit i thought he wrote a book called love <laughs> no i believe that's the kama sutra <laughs> so the inspiration of Slenderman actually came from stories like Insidious Beasts by Zach Parsons, Stephen King's The Mist, Reports of Shadow People, Mothman, oh, and Lord. The Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Since its inception, Slenderman has been brought to life in video games, various video series, movies, and YouTube serials. It is due to the highly collaborative nature of this urban legend that has led to its popularity, but the common horror trope among many enthusiasts of suspending disbelief to better immerse yourself in the story has led some to believe that Slenderman is real, and after its inception, many sightings were called in, and some even described its origins as difficult to pinpoint. Not really, but suspension of disbelief, you understand. Of course. Hence why I will call it a ghost, because I am an immense fan of creepypastas, but also, I did the research, I know where it comes from, did so shut up. <laughs> Wait, did you ever play the video game, Slenderman? No, I've always wanted to. Oh, I'm sorry, I did not realize you were breaking into song right there. No, no that was just me being incredibly <laughs> excited, because I love horror games. Amnesia was my first game, and I've been obsessed ever since. I'm going to pretend I know what that is and just shake my head yes in agreement. Yeah, that's exactly what you should do. That's okay. okay. I will expose you to enough horror uh, eventually. Uh, that's what this podcast uh, is about. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Feature us on your album, Russ. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I feel like that should be an April Fool's album. Oh, <laughs> that would be a hit album right there. Okay. So the Slenderman stabbing. I'm going to give you yes. a quick little rundown and then I'll just start talking too much like I always do. So the stabbing took place in David's Park, a wooded area near Waukesha, Wisconsin, during a game of hide and seek on May 31st, 2014. Who plays hide and seek in the woods? Would you play hide and seek in the woods? Listen, you would. I yeah. can see. Yeah, you would. I, I have. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And also, these are 12-year-olds, so... Even at 12, I would never go... Then again, I'm from California. We I live in the valley. Yeah. 
little different. I mean, we don't got woods where I live. That was even one of the things they said in an interview <clears throat> that I was watching. It's just like, <clears throat> what kind of bad things happen in Wisconsin? A lot of things have bad things happen anywhere you go. Yeah, this happened. I mean, look, 12 year olds stabbing each other. <laughs> you can never be prepared for anything like this, but it's always just like, just be prepared anyway. You know? Yeah. It's, Why not? <laughs> it's like saying nothing bad happens in small towns when so many bad things happen in small towns. If nothing bad has happened, it's because nothing bad has happened yet. Amen. So, Anissa and Morgan pinned down their friend Leighton Leitner and stabbed her 19 times in the arms, legs, and torso with a five-inch long knife. Oh my god. Two wounds were to major organs. <gasps> One missed a major artery of her heart by less than a millimeter. Seriously. For a point of reference, that's about the width of a piece of human hair. Oh my god. And another went through her diaphragm, <gasps> cutting into her liver and stomach. Oh no. Anissa and Morgan told Peyton that they were leaving to go find help, but instead they abandoned her to die in the forest. Wow, some friends they are. For a real man. Peyton then dragged herself to a nearby road where she was found by a cyclist around 9.50 a.m. Oh my god. Anissa and Morgan were later found by police near Interstate 94 at a furniture store after what? having walked almost five miles. What did they do at the furniture store? Are they going to buy some furniture now? They were near it, and I'll explain why they were doing that. They're going to go play hide and seek in a furniture store? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, hey, if it's if it's an Ikea, maybe. Oh, you'll never find them. <laughs> <laughs> the knife that they used was not disposed of. Instead, it was being carried in a bag they had been carrying. The girls both made statements to the police following the attack. This is from Anissa. The bad part of me wanted her to die. The good part of me wanted her to live. Morgan said they had to do it or he would kill our family. And although she acknowledged what they did was probably wrong, Morgan <laughs> said, it was weird I didn't feel any remorse. <gasps> so some background. Okay. So we've already discussed all of the people involved in this case right now are 12 years old. Yes. Morgan and Anissa... Uh, both met around sixth grade, having met each other on the bus. Okay. Morgan was the one who introduced Anissa and Peyton, who was also known as Bella. So if I throw that in, just know that's also so who I'm talking about. So she has like about. two different names? Yeah. Okay. So th she introduced them at school as both Pey uh, Peyton and Morgan had been friends since kindergarten. Wow. And this is one of those things I read in a later interview is uh, Anissa did not like Peyton. Was she, like, jealous of Peyton? Possibly. We don't know that for sure, like, but she definitely didn't like it, uh, like that they were friends. Right. And the whole obsession with Slenderman scared uh, Peyton because, like, oh, as, a, as a kid, yeah, normally yeah, yeah, yeah. it's scary. That would scare the hell out of me. Yeah. But um, Morgan and Anissa both bonded over their Slenderman oh, I see, affection, I see. let's call it. Okay. So... Morgan claims it was Anissa's belief in Slenderman that began this whole thing. After being told about Slenderman, she claimed that she had seen him when she was younger, which later manifested in her suggesting that Morgan and Anissa become proxies or servants of Slenderman. It was Morgan's idea to kill Bella in order to prove themselves worthy to Slenderman and gain entry into the Slender Mansion, a house of creepypasta horrors supposedly located in the Nicolette National Park. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. What kind of like you've been friends with someone since kindergarten and you just turn on them just like that. Would you ever do that to me? Uh, if you have like some type of breakdown, would you just turn on me? No, because I can tell you that I'm an absolute pansy. I couldn't hurt anything, much less a person. Are you sure? Listen, I I feel I bad feel like... when I step on my dog's tail. Are oh you honestly going to tell me I could I hurt a person? <laughs> well, dogs are different from people. I I assume all I listen. I, mean, I I feel bad when I accidentally kill a bug. I stepped on a cricket once and I told it I was sorry because I didn't want to kill it. <laughs> I'm sensitive, Aubrey. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't need to worry about you, like. No, I promise I'm not going to stab you. Having some type of mental breakdown and stabbing me 19 times. I promise you can use this as like you can use this as proof for later. I won't stab you. I promise. (laughs) Okay. So Anissa wanted to prove all the skeptics wrong and thought that it was a worthy endeavor. She even claimed that although she was nervous about it, she was excited. (laughs) After school on Friday, uh, Anissa told police that she and Morgan went to Anissa's house where she packed a backpack with clothes, granola bars, water bottles, and a picture of her mother, father, and siblings. She didn't want to forget what her family looked like after leaving for Slender's mansion. Oh, okay, okay. Which that's a little bit touching, but also weird. And and I that comes from someone who also thought about running away as a child. I just never thought that murder would be involved in it. Yeah. <laughs> True. So here's a timeline for us to really follow here. Okay. It gets pretty messy because the accounts are kind of conflicting, but I'm going to go with the more most likely truthful side of the events and that's mainly from anissa's point of view oh, okay okay so morgan was allowed two friends to stay for a sleepover on her birthday the night prior to the incident anissa and peyton were both in attendance although morgan's parents were not very familiar with peyton according to testimony the two girls had been planning this attack since december it is now May. They've been planning this for months. Seriously? Even whispering back and forth about it on the bus. And no one overheard this or anything. If anyone did, they thought no it was one normal. said anything. But they thought it was normal. It was like, yeah, I mean, who doesn't plan uh, I mean, the death of a best friend? I, I mean, come on. If you really think about it, like, y- you would think they're joking. These are 12-year-olds. You really think a 12-year-old's going to commit yeah. such calculated murder? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, 13-year-olds, for sure. 13-year-olds are the scariest people alive. But a 12-year-old, they should be, like, playing jacks or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> what, is, that what, is that what the youth do uh, these days? 12-year-olds are, like, in seventh grade, aren't they? Listen, I know. They're, once you hit middle school, they're all fucked up in the head. I mean, I've been fucked up in the head since way before that. I mean, so. I was fucked up in the head since <laughs> I was born, but... Uh, look at, see, this is why we make such a great pair, Devin. I know. That's why you can't kill me. Except, listen, we started a podcast together. You are in it now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, initially, the plan had been to attack Peyton around 2 a.m. on Saturday to duct tape her mouth shut, stab her what? in the neck, and cover her up with a sheet so it appears she had been sleeping while the two ran for it. But this plan changed when the girls ended up going roller skating that evening. Oh, how fun. And they decided to murder her in a nearby park bathroom the next morning. <laughs> Anissa even remarked that she knew there were drains in the floor where the blood could drain out. That, yeah, okay. 
normal. So this is a quote from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Mm -hmm. As they left for the park, the victim was walking in front of them and Geyser lifted up the left side of her white jacket and displayed the knife tucked in her waistband. Wire stated that she gave Geyser a look with wide eyes and when asked what that meant, Wire stated, I thought, dear God, this was really happening. The secondary plan of stabbing Peyton in the bathroom ended up failing. When Morgan tried to restrain Peyton so, a so Anissa could stab her, Morgan had a nervous breakdown and had to be calmed down by Anissa before they could make another attempt. <clears throat> Anissa was the one who suggested a walk in the forest where they could play hide and seek. Oh, that's... Mm. Once in the forest, the game began. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel quoted, Morgan was the first seeker and Anissa and the victim hid. Anissa told the victim where to hide and told her to lie face down in the dirt. The girl refused. Anissa then pushed the victim and sat on her, thinking Morgan could stab her. But the victim began to yell and complain that she couldn't breathe. She was attracting attention, so Anissa got off her. Morgan gave Anissa the knife, but Anissa said she told Morgan she was too squeamish and gave it back. Anissa said that once Morgan got the knife back, Morgan told her, I'm not going to do it until you tell me to. Anissa said she started walking away from Morgan and then told her, go ballistic, go crazy. Morgan affirmed that she would go ballistic, and Anissa said, now. Seriously? Seriously. I want to tell you that one day, okay, Morgan? When I tell you go ballistic, <laughs> you go ballistic. I won't go ballistic with a knife. Okay, listen, stabbing people is so hard. Don't make me do that kind of work. Well, someone has to do the hard work here. It's not going to be me. Listen, I'm not going to stab anybody and I'm not digging any graves, okay? I am a princess. Yeah, I'm too pretty same. for that kind of work. Me, me, me too. <laughs> yeah, same. For sure. Not happening here. So, after being stabbed, Peyton was screaming, I hate you. I trusted you. And made an attempt to stumble away near the road. Anissa stopped her, grabbing her arm and causing her to fall to the ground, unable to see, breathe, or walk. Ouch. Peyton was then instructed to just lie there and be quiet so she would bleed out more slowly. The intention behind this being so she wouldn't make a scene and certainly die. I'd do the opposite. I'd be making so much of a scene. Well, you're a fighter. I, yeah. You, and so is this girl, you'll find out. I'm going to take those bitches down. <laughs> <laughs> the pair backed away slowly before leaving the woods and Peyton behind. Peyton, not believing her friends would be retrieving help for her, grabbed onto trees for support and walked as far as she could until she found a patch of grass she could lay down in. She was later found and immediately taken to the hospital, fading in and out of consciousness the whole time. She's smart. She's smarter than these two girls. She's smart and she's brave as fuck. That's Seriously. scary. Yeah. And especially with her wounds. Oh, girl. I I like to think I'm tough shit. I'm not. We all like to think we're tough shit sometimes. I but know like, I'm not. She's 12, stabbed 19 times and right? still walked a bit to go get help. That's that's a tough little bitch. Yes. In later conversations with police, Morgan would agree to this account largely given from Anissa, but would state that Anissa was the one who stabbed her, though she didn't know how many times the victim was stabbed. The officer interviewing her stated in court that Morgan showed no emotion during the entirety of the interrogation, and even at one point asked if stabbing someone in self-defense was illegal. The officer replied that it was sometimes, and asked if that's what happened in this case. Morgan simply replied, no. 
I watched a, a documentary about this, actually. A lot of the sources that I'll be mentioning here are in the source description. Yeah. Uh, I found a lot through uh, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, mm-hmm. uh, also through uh, a paper through the New Yorker, I believe. Mm-hmm. The, uh, let me actually, pull, let me not... Bullshit it? Yeah, let me not bullshit it. The <laughs> Your snake... He's just all over the place. Does he not sleep during night? Yeah, they're nocturnal. Oh, Lord. I, I love my bearded dragon. She sleeps during the night. The intelligencer. But what the hell is that? That's one of the sources that I got Where is for it? this episode. The intelligencer. Where is that? Where is it located? It's done through uh, New York Magazine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and they actually had a lot of really good information, and they linked Mm -hmm. a few other articles that I found. I also got some sources from ABC. It's all in the source description for anybody to see if they would like, as well as the documentary that I'm Oh, yeah, the documentary. It's uh, Beware the Slenderman. It's really cool. They had some interviews with people who were involved in the case, some people from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Oh! And... Yeah, very highly recommended. Is it, it was on such a Netflix? Good watch. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's actually not on Netflix. No? It's on HBO Max. <gasps> Is it? I'm going to watch it. Yes, it's such a good I one. I love true crime documentaries. They give me joy in life. <laughs> I, the way I said that. I feel that. <laughs> bro. That's why... I, and that's why it brings me such sadness to tell you, oh, don't watch them so I can tell you the story. But it's also like, well, then I get to watch them and tell you if they're good. Yeah, because then sometimes I can just bad. watch them after. You can, yeah. It's Then it's like fan material. It's like, oh, my friend Morgan told me about this. Oh, Just make sure this Morgan doesn't <laughs> stab you 19 times. I promise. Stabbing people is hard. I'd never do that much work. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. <laughs> Due to the premeditation of the incident, it's obvious that there was significant malicious intent. And because of this, the prosecutor in the case wanted to try the girls as adults. Although first, the girls would need to be declared competent to stand trial. And upon December 2015, both were deemed able to understand the charges against them and aid in their defense. And in August of the same year, they were denied transfer to juvenile court and their faces were finally revealed to the public. (gasps) Really? Yeah, because uh, during, in juvenile cases, you're yeah, not allowed you're to not, show the yeah, faces. Yeah, makes sense. And that allowed people to really see like how Great. how their time had changed them. Oh. And I'll, I'll show you. Uh, it it really is such a stark difference. Really? Yeah. I, I'm not gonna. I have not seen their pictures and, ever. And that's and that's the intent too. I'm saving them for the end. Okay. Uh. Because it's it's so strange, especially when you're doing all this research, mm-hmm. and then you finally see the face that they're attached to. That it's it surreal. Shock, yeah. It, did it shock you? Like, <gasps> I mean, it's not even really shocking. It's just so surreal because, like, uh-huh. you're reading about something. It's one of those things, like reading about people from a long time ago. Yeah. With true crime thing, like Salem witch trials, for example. True, it, they're just names. They're just numbers. Right. But then you see pictures. And you you remember like these kids could like FaceTime people. This is yeah. in 2014. Wow. And you realize how close it is, and it's so surreal when you're looking at a child's face who stabbed another child for a sacrificial murder attempt. 
Just because they want to go to a mansion, a make-believe mansion, and be servant. Never be a servant, women. Women should <laughs> never be servants. Make the men be a servant. Yeah? This is Devin speaking out against the patriarchy, guys. <laughs> women should rule the world. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we should all rule the world together. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That's the duality here. I'm the fucking hippie. You're the fucking feminist. (laughs) (laughs) It was in 2017 when Anissa pleaded guilty to being a party to attempted second degree murder, but was found not guilty by reason of mental defect and was sentenced to 25 years to life, an indeterminate sentence involving at least three years locked confinement and involuntary treatment in a stake psychiatric institute. Did I say stake? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Let me redo that. <laughs> if I didn't say stake, we'll just cut this out. <clears throat> it was in 2017 when Anissa pleaded guilty to being a party to attempted second degree murder, but was found not guilty by reason of mental defect and was sentenced to 25 years to life an indeterminate sentence involving at least three years locked confinement and involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute. Morgan ended up taking a plea deal under which she would not go to trial and would instead be evaluated by psychiatrists, although later pleading guilty to a charge of first-degree international homicide and also found not guilty by reason of mental defect, having been diagnosed with schizophrenia. That I remember, yeah. Morgan was given the maximum sentence of 40 years to life with similar details to that of Anissa with the three years off confinement and voluntary treatment with the addition of no release being given until the symptoms subsided or until the age of 53. Okay. The the term of her sentence. Yeah. In 2020, Morgan's appeal to be retired as a juvenile was rejected. Her attorney argued that she should have been charged with second degree international homicide instead of first degree. But she's the one who did the stabbing. That's first degree, dumb lawyer. Well, I mean, I I know what he's doing. I I get what he's doing, but it's also like, like, he also argued that statements were given to police without proper reading of the Miranda rights. And I mean, don't trust what you see on TV, but there are videos of right. her signing the Miranda warning uh, see, of, of it being read to her. So yeah, so that could just be me being really stupid and trusting my eyes too much and not being a proper journalist. I mean, but police officers know better these days. Like they have to do the that Miranda. doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying if when it comes to like crime, like murder, crime, it's less likely. I yeah. see what you mean. Thank you. My brain just went flatline on you. <laughs> like good. having a stroke. So, and there's more to this, actually. It's there's not more? completely done. Oh. After a court hearing on March 10th, 2021, Anissa submitted a letter to the court in which she apologized for her actions on May 31st of 2014, saying she was sorry and deeply regretful for the agony, pain, and fear I have caused. I hate my actions, but through countless hours of therapy, I no longer hate myself for them. She denies the belief that she is done with the treatment, but instead states that she has exhausted the resources given to her by the Health Institute, and in order to be able to live in society again, she must be a part of it. Why? Why do you want someone like that part of society, knowing... 
it's always a toss up how people take that bit of information because I've seen very mixed. Really? I've seen very mixed opinions. Yeah. Some people are like, well, it's good that she at least understands that she's not like, fit for society, but I, wants to yeah. integrate. But and like, she's sorry for what she I get did. She's sorry. Like she should be sorry, but like she shouldn't be part of society when she did a horrendous act at age 12. How do you know she's not going to do it again? Well, hold on to your pants. I'm holding on tightly. <laughs> On July 1st, 2021, Judge Michael Boren ordered Anissa Wire released from the Winnebago no, Health Institute. No, no, no. With the stipulation that she be assigned a state case manager to track her progress until she is 37 years old, the same time frame as her commitment. No. That's what the family said, too. No. <laughs> They're very nervous about that from what I read. And that was what I posted on the Instagram, actually, was the update of this very thing. Was it her family or the victims? The victim's family. Well, I don't Been nervous them. about it. Yeah. How do we know she's not going to come back for Peyton? And speaking of Peyton. How is Miss Peyton doing? In a 2019 interview with ABC's David Muir, Peyton spoke out about her experience, as well as the physical and mental scars the attack left behind. Until then, she had not publicly spoken to the media about the attack, but during the interview, she claimed that it was time people were able to see her side of the event. Before the attack, Peyton described herself as hopeful, positive, always trying to see the good in people. Was- Even in Morgan, who she befriended when she saw how lonely she seemed. Aww. They had remained good friends until Morgan met Anissa, and that is where Slenderman started popping up in conversation. I thought uh-huh. it was odd. It kind of frightened me a little bit, Leitner told Muir. But I went along with it. I was supportive because I thought that's what she liked. Despite her apprehension and fear about Morgan's new interest, Peyton remained her friend, partially out of guilt pressed on her for Morgan and partially out of compassion knowing that Morgan would have no other friends if not her. See, that's what how most... 12 year olds should think that's what most normal people should think like most normal 12 year olds cry during bambi oh my god which was a thing they mentioned in that documentary did they really yeah apparently she didn't cry when who, wait who didn't cry uh, morgan didn't cry well, can i, can I bambi. just say something though? of course you can always say something i'm just saying out of my from my perspective because i don't cry during movies either <laughs> But that doesn't make me... Of course. I'm, so I'm just saying, like, not everyone cries. Oh, yeah. I, during Because I don't cry during movies. People call me heartless. It's just, I know it's fiction, but I don't cry during, like, sad moments in movies. Like Yeah, it doesn't people, mean you're a dangerous psychopath. Yeah, that's, yeah, so... And that's the thing I also, I also <laughs> want to say, too. Uh, schizophrenia and bipolar disorder definitely get a bad rap. But just they because do. you're diagnosed with either of those things does not yeah. mean you're going to be doing it's, something like this. You're not a terrible, dangerous person just because you're dealing with these illnesses. We are mental health advocates, if nothing else. We stand for mental health. Hell yeah. After the attack, for many nights, she slept with her mother out of fear. Aww. Even now, she sleeps with a pair of broken scissors under her <gasps> pillow, just in case. No. Sorry, that was <laughs> warning. Sorry, <laughs> he fell down. <laughs> My danger noodles making noises. But she sleeps with broken scissors. That's up. That I mean, girl. wouldn't you? I mean, I would. I'd probably sleep with. Especially mom. once you found out that it wasn't just yeah. they were going to, you know, get you in the woods. They were going to get you in your sleep. Yeah, that that's, that's terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a soda, girl. <laughs> I got you a whole case of energy drinks. So. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> 
Trusting people ever since then has been difficult for Peyton, even though she has done her best to live a normal life beyond her trauma. She stated that she never wishes to see or talk to either Morgan or Anissa again, knowing that what they did is probably unforgivable. I mean, it is unforgivable. Would you forgive me if I stabbed you 19 times? I mean, yeah, but honey, probably. Would you really? Why would you forgive? Well, I mean, probably you forgive you forgivable. For- what? <laughs> like you forgive me for your so you could move on in your life for sure i but mean like, for sure you wouldn't want to be my friend again i mean would you trust me again i wouldn't I, trust myself oh i'm kind of like an abused puppy Devin. you could, I know, you could I, probably I, kick me and i'd come back and say sorry to you never <laughs> I'm ever okay to, for anyone no. who's asking i'm just i'm just uh, a weirdo that's really what it is <laughs> yeah no i mean i'm just i don't blame her she doesn't want to see or speak, oh yeah for sure like, it's just the probably that un- that threw me off most people would say that was absolutely unforgivable yeah but you have to also understand like for victims they for them to move on they have to forgive the person yeah. who did it so they can move on with their own life and totally. not like i see what you mean i've just listened to too many crime stories so i, I know i have I know. i've I'm heard every reaction <laughs> <laughs> She has to do what's best for her, not yeah. for what other people and I'll tell show her. you, man, she's doing great. Good. She looks like she's having such a good life. And even her, her family is saying she's become such a survivor. And it, it's really inspirational. Aww. Like, I go off on little tangents for no reason, but it really is cool to see people yeah. like come back better from this. She even said at one point, she was like, if I had the opportunity to talk to them again, I would tell them thank you because they... Even though that was traumatic, it's what right. it's what got me to where I am, and it, I like where I am. It made her who she is now. Yeah, and she knows what she wants to do. She didn't know what she wanted to do when she was twelve. I mean, no one knows what they want to do at twelve. I didn't know what I want to do at twelve for sure. And doing this sort of thing will definitely make you grow up fast and figure yeah. it out. She also shared some sage advice to young people regarding bad friendships that she wished she'd <laughs> known at twelve years old. And this is what I'll leave you off with, Devin. Get out before something bad happens to you, Leitner said. Even if you're guilted into it, if you've been friends with them for years, if you feel something is bad, you need to get out while you still can. Trust your instincts. Hell yeah. I'm going to remember that when I think you're going to stab me or shoot me. (laughs) I promise I never will. I'm not that mean. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's Morgan, Morgan. <laughs> hey, listen. At least the last last and middle names are different, man. It's not the same person. I promise. I am not a 12-year-old. Oh, yeah. This is not the Morgan who... No. Oh, speaking of which, I haven't oh. shown you the images. Oh, that's right. Who are you going to show me again? The two girls and this... Uh... I'm going to show you... Who that... Peyton Leitner. So this is on the top. This is her now. Oh, she's so pretty. And the bottom is her around the time of the attack. She still looks so happy. She She looks like a happy child. Yeah, she's really like grown from her experience and become like a survivor. She really looks happy. It's it's I mean, really cool to see that she's still doing well. Yeah. Let's see the other side. Let's see the cycle. Oh, my. This is Anissa Wire. The top picture is her at her hearing when she was reading her letter to the court. And the bottom photo is her uh, mugshot of the time of the event. Okay. Uh, uh. Good for her. (laughs) And this is Morgan Geyser. The top picture is more recent while the bottom is her mugshot. For some reason, she looks quite different from her. Yeah, that's another one of the things... uh, with their faces being like 
photographed it's very interesting to see like what's what they've gone through mentally like in their faces yeah but yeah so that is the story of Slenderman and the Slenderman stabbings never walk in the forest with your friends even (laughs) if you trust them they're more (laughs) likely to stab you in the forest don't play hide and seek (laughs) in the forest Devin, you're taking way too many lessons out of this. <laughs> I would take it to be more as don't believe in a fictional character that you that read off the internet. Too. I'm just saying. And just don't kill people over it. That as well. I'm just saying, don't trust people when you tell you, oh, let's go play hide and seek in the forest. Don't go. Don't do it, children. Don't do it. Uh, if you do, that's on you. <laughs> you should have known better. I mean, you can never expect that kind of thing for sure, but be careful. That's why. It's like I mentioned in, in the DPR episode. You don't know who you're next to. Just keep an eye out. That's why I don't trust people because I watch too many true crime shows. Oh, for sure. Like you just learn not to trust. I mean, that's kind of why we're hermits, Devin. I know. I went. <laughs> I was at the doctor's today, and this guy he 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 started to talk to me. I was like, oh god, I don't like talking to people. <laughs> Like, he was telling me, like, oh, I have a cat named Posey. It's like, oh, great. Congratulations. And then he's like, yeah, I'm here to get a tetanus shot. I was like, am I supposed to tell you what I'm here for? (laughs) Hey, if it makes you feel better, I was working at um, a bakery in a grocery store at one point. Yeah. And a dude was like, hey, let me tell you about my daughter who I'm burying this weekend in Tennessee. No. And I'm just like, I'm, what, what do you want me to say? Like, I wish I'd have been studying mortician you know, licensing right, when, and stuff yeah, when I was yeah, do- yeah, when yeah. I got that question. But at the time I was like, I'm an art student, sir. What do you want from me? <laughs> wow. I don't understand. Like, customer service is weird. I hate customer service. That's okay. Well, this customer service is a lot more fun. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank and, you. Uh, uh, if you would like to follow us and see the images that I showed Devin on today's episode, you can find us on Instagram at Morbid Mill Pod. And if you'd like to be extra generous and support us on Patreon or Ko-Fi, you can find us patreon.com slash morbidmillpod and ko-fi.com slash morbidmillpod. We are doing uh, Patreon rewards. So our first 50 subscribers will get a free first round of merch. First 100 subscribers will start putting out patreon exclusive monthly episodes Ooh. so feel free to sign up for that if you're interested or just support us uh f- just for funsies and if you do the top tier of our patreon uh rewards you'll get a shout out in the episode that Devin will do personally hey who wants me to do it do it <laughs> you'll also get access to our close friends group on instagram where we'll put up podcast specific contents uh personal stuff of like behind right. the scenes stuff that you can yeah. see oh are they gonna see pictures of us oh maybe i don't know if they're ready and for that the uh the special episodes for patreon they will be off of uh close friends suggestions so you'll get to like control how the show works a bit oh i like that absolutely it'll be a lot of fun and also gmail oh yes stories if you would like to email in some listener stories we would love to talk about them on the podcast you get to listen to me talk for once absolutely Devin will be reading me stories and i'll get to be the one going "Ooh, ah wow (laughs) is that what i do (laughs) sometimes (laughs) 
Also, if you have a true crime or a paranormal story that you want to send in, send it to us at morbidmillennialpod at gmail. And that is all, Devin. Do you have anything else to say for our lovely listeners? Thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys. We couldn't do this without you guys. This is actually a lot of fun. We love doing this, even though we're still new at it. Be patient with us. We're still learning and trying to get the schedule up. For sure. And and thank you, Sock. (laughs) People, please go follow Sock West Jordan. Listen to his new app. When is that album coming out again? October 29th? October 29th. Go listen to his album. He's a great singer, by the way. For sure. We should have him do the theme song for... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I was thinking about... I would write it. That would be so fun. (gasps) You guys can sing it together. (laughs) So you guys can look forward to our next episode. We will be back on our normal... rotation every fortnight so we'll usually be posting on sundays now we have a better setup so we can more quickly get out the episodes to you guys so look forward to our next episode coming out on the 17th at midnight Ooh, i'm excited for this episode to come out it was a doozy it's gonna be so much fun i've already got it planned out and devin you better start looking forward to the halloween episode <gasps> i'm excited for halloween it's gonna be my favorite <gasps> episode it's really did you already have you started research for it already? i've already started research on it oh my god i'm so excited I, is it a, can you give me a, is it gonna be paranormal true crime can you give a fan it's such a good mix of everything oh my gosh it did this to me earlier it's lovely it's some history it's some (gasps) ghosts it's some murder it's it's some crime hit me with it hit with (laughs) hit me with it so yeah stay tuned everybody for all the fun stuff we got in store i'm so excited to keep making episodes and i hope you're excited to keep listening Thank you again, everybody. And don't forget to support us on Patreon and Ko-Fi. Bye.